I'm going to make another exception here, kind of how I did a couple of days ago. And uh, back home after my exam, I'm just chilling in my room, probably going to take a nap. Didn't really get a chance to nap on the bus. I'm still kind of tired. I've been up way too many hours without sleep. I just made some, some food, baked some beans and tomato sauce over there. That's some leftover stuff. Also, black beans that I cooked not too long ago. Put a little hummus with them. Vegetarian, by the way. Tried to be vegan. It's tough to do. Sometimes I have to make exceptions because almost everything out there that's processed always has the little asterisks at the bottom. May contain milk or eggs. And you know, if I'm at a friend's house and they're offering me food, what am I going to do? Not eat? I'll take the stuff that says may contain traces or may contain amounts because it was made in a factory that also processed eggs and milk. Whatever. You, you've got to be practical, you know. But I'm trying. I'm trying. Story for another time. What I really want to talk about is what's on my chest. And of course, it's the fucking exam. Oh boy. Oh boy. What an exam. I have no idea how I did. No clue. Some of those questions were complete bullshit. That's what I want to talk about. Bullshit in the exam. I mentioned it before. Some of these exams are designed to trick you. They're designed to make you lose marks. And I'll admit, I didn't play the grades game on this one. I skipped a few classes. You know, everybody learns in different ways. And for me, going to class is not one way that I've ever been really good at learning. Maybe to go to kind of refresh my memory, but like I said, for me, I have a passion for engineering. I have a passion for design. I have a passion for creative thought. I do these things on my own, whether I'm in class or not. I probably already know most of these things that they're going to teach. I, I go in advance. I'll read textbooks. I'll go and, and watch YouTube videos. I'll do my research way before any kind of course even even like comes up before I have to take a course like that. So safe to say I'm not big on, on the whole institutionalized education. It's never worked for me. It's not how I learn. I have my own way of learning. The difficult part, the stuff that just troubles me so much is, is the grade part of it. Like, I'd rather just chill out, listen to my music, relax, and when I have the drive, go, boom. I'll get to the books, get to the studying, but this kind of structured, organized way of teaching, it's just, it's not for me. And because of that, sometimes... I suffer in the grade department because I'm not good at playing that grade game. Here, I actually made a list and, and I'll pull it up. The technical difficulty there. My phone ran out of batteries or was going to. So I stopped the video, recharged it a bit. I ate my beans. Done. So I'm feeling a bit better. I've got my list here now. Here, you guys can read it. Hope you could read that. Sometimes the camera does a little mirror thing, so maybe the words might be mirrored. I don't know. But I'll read it out to you. But 
what I really want to get to is I've got these these problems, these things on my chest, and the people around me sometimes they just don't listen to it or they don't understand. Maybe I'm just not explaining properly. But I often get told, oh, Chris, just go to class. So you always skip class. So of course you're going to get bad grades. Or you should do more problems. Uh, that's going to get you the good grades. But fuck, that's the point. I, I, don't, I don't care about the grades. I really don't. I can't force myself to do that. I've been doing it my whole life. And I just can't keep forcing myself to do that. So here goes. I've discovered this whole vlogging thing, talking to the camera, it's very therapeutic, because this camera is the best listener I've ever had, never interrupts me, never judges me, just listens, and I get to flow and talk, get everything off my chest, get that stress out, so here, let's start with the list, one more look, just, just in case, maybe that's better. Just in case you can read it. <clears throat> so, the BS that happened on this exam. I wrote it down not too long after the exam, so it's still fresh in my mind. You know, I was just pretty angry that I fell to these dumbass traps. So, estimation of tasks needed for project completion versus task duration estimation. <laughs> there was a few questions on this exam asking about what's harder to do when when you're planning for something and it was a multiple choice exam I should probably preface with that and so usually on multiple choice exams one of the questions is just like so wrong it shouldn't even be there it makes no sense like they'll ask you what's one plus one and an answer will be read and you'll look at it and be come on man what is that but then there'll be three answers which make sense one will make sense just enough, but if you're smart and, and, and you kind of understand the multiple test choice logic stuff, you could outrule it. But then comes like the really hardcore stuff. This is, you would have to have one, practice multiple choice exams from previous years and memorize the answers to, to really understand or somehow remember like one line from, from the, the slides most teachers teach with PowerPoints nowadays. So you'd have to read the slide notes and like one line in there will have that one word of information or, or a couple of words and that's what you need to remember. That's how you get the right answer. So this question here, what's harder to do? To estimate which tasks you need to complete a certain project or to estimate the time it takes to complete each task? Which is harder to do? Yeah, maybe some of you know, I don't know. Maybe someone here is watching who's taking the same course as me and you're like, obviously, obviously it's, uh, it's the time estimation. Well, to me, it's about the same. Yeah, like if, if you're inexperienced and you're new to it, let's say you're a startup or, or you're a junior engineer and you don't know anything and you don't have access to certain resources, like, cause they have books that kind of list the standard times it might take to perform standard tasks. Like uh, I have a friend who works in construction, so he's, he's shown me this book and, um, or I think so. Anyways, 
so there's books out there and, and there'll be tasks like, oh, well, to put up drywall takes four hours per, uh, I don't know, square meter. I'm making these numbers up. I have no idea. Per square meter would probably be something like 10 minutes to put up drywall. And then to paint it would be another unit of time per square meter. And, and standard stuff like that, yeah. But not everyone has ask, access to that. And at the same time, like I said, if you're inexperienced, uh, how do you know how to build the house? Maybe you're going to miss out a certain detail. Or you do know how to build a house, but you're working in an environment that is not familiar or in a different country. Maybe there's different codes and standards over there. So thinking about all of it, you'd have to do the research yourself. That takes time. That's difficult. What kind of question is this to put on a multiple choice exam? <sighs> Ridiculous. And then there was another question. Again, it was just this definition. So there's this concept called PERT. I'll explain it shortly. But there's maybe one slide with one line where it literally says what the acronym stands for. And then 50 slides explaining a concept, how to use it, how to like, basically how to, how to understand it and use it in industry and in real life. Did I get asked any questions on that? No. Of course, I got asked the question, what does PERT stand for? So it's an acronym and... Uh, I don't remember what it is. I probably should have wrote it down to prepare for this video. Uh, something, it's like project estimation. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to look it up, so I'll be right back. Got it. Program, evaluation, and review technique. Okay. I mean, cool. But what does that actually mean? Not tested on that. Why would you ever be tested on that? You, know, you spend hours learning about it, but what they're going to ask you is that trick question. What does the acronym stand for? And then, of course, every single answer seems to make sense. Program, project, process, okay, estimation, explanation, I don't know. T could stand for test, trial, who knows? And, and all of it seems to kind of make sense. And if you understand what the concept is, you can kind of fill in the blanks. And every one of the four answers they had was reasonably right. If, if you don't actually know what it stands for, because the general concept, the general wording is just semantics at that point. So what PERT actually is, is it's this whole process where you'll have this kind of... Uh, You'll lay out tasks and how long it takes to do each task and then the order of them so you can create this flow chart of, of paths to lead to the final end goal from start to finish of a project. And you'll have certain tasks running in parallel and certain will converge and certain ones will kind of split off. You'll do task A and task B and then it'll come back together and blah, blah, blah. So we learn how to actually create these charts and these diagrams and then how to do the math with it and PERT involves probabilities so there's a probability probabilistic uh like i don't know what i was gonna say i'm kind of mixed up basically there's probabilities involved so you'll have 
that book, like I was mentioning before, it tells you how many hours it takes to do certain tasks and you'll have other methods of estimating tasks. But then there's like a distribution of, of how much time it would take. It's not an exact number. You'll have a range. That's it. Range. And a probability, a probability function of where, uh, where it's most likely to land that, that final time. So maybe something could take between two and four hours, but it's more likely to be near three hours rather than closer to like 2.5 hours. So you'll have like this curve sort of thing. And PERT takes that into account. So then you can run your whole simulation and get like a kind of deviation for each one of the, the tasks. It's complicated stuff, like it's engineering, you know, it's not for everyone. I'm having a tough time explaining it, but that's just cause I'm like, I didn't really prepare this presentation or anything. I'm not a professor. Anyways. Then there was another one. Uh, oh, right. Multiple choice tests. Let's talk about that. I don't like them. I think they're a, a lazy way to evaluate people. It makes me feel like I'm just a pig amongst thousands and thousands of others just being led into a slaughterhouse. Like you don't matter. It's just a systemic, you're a number, you go into a machine, it churns out another number, and that's all you are. Completely impersonal. Teacher doesn't even look at your name. They just look at your student identification number. And then they put it into like a Scantron thing. Scans out, oh, did you shade in the right things? Yeah, okay, well, you got 22 on 30. Just an example. So... It's, it's not a great way to evaluate people. It's, it's too impersonal. It's too, too systemic. It's like this gross industrialized process. Call me a romantic maybe. And I would like to see more one-on-one -on -one personal kind of maybe a bit more subjective even, you know, like whatever happened to that subjective evaluations. That's what you're exposed to in the real world. Your boss is a, is a subjective, no, your boss operates on subjective means and he's a judgmental or she's a judgmental being. And that's just how it is. It's never going to be objective. Yet we sterilize our evaluation processes in, in universities to this crazy, I, I think it's crazy, this crazy multiple choice system. And then to add on top of that, in engineering, we do a lot of math, a lot of math. So of course the math finds its way onto our multiple choice tests. And that's crazy because fine, if, if you want to be results orientated, okay, it's just the final answer that matters. But this is school. You're not just, you're here, you're here to learn. You're here to fail. That's how you learn through failure. And you're here to learn about the whole process. Like, it shouldn't just be about the final answer. It should be about the process, too. And math is a process. There's steps to it. There's reasoning. There's logic. But on a multiple choice exam, none of that gets evaluated. It's whether you get the right answer or the wrong answer. That's it. All the steps in between 
You don't even have to show your work. So you never get feedback on what you potentially did wrong. I've never gotten feedback. Sure, I can go to their teacher and then explain later, this is kind of what I was thinking, and look, I wrote it down. And, and the teacher may explain later. But why? why? Why does it have to be this roundabout way to, to do it? And then it's never reflected in your grade anyways. So you have no chance to kind of fix your errors. Because in real life, when you fail, you always, always get a chance to pick yourself back up and do it better. But in school, not so much. Maybe if you fail, you can redo it. But then that's so frowned upon and like, it's a total waste of time. Let's say you just messed up two questions on a final and... and, and I'll explain how just messing up two questions on a final can ruin your entire grade. Because your final is worth is worth 70% of, of, of your final grade. And my next point here is sequential math questions on a multiple choice exam. So the next question, the input, is the output of the previous question. So the answer you got, you have to then use that to calculate the next answer on the next question and the same for the next one, and the same for the next one. And sometimes there's chains of, of like five questions in a row where the answer of the previous one has to be one of the variables of the next one. So if you messed one of those links up, all five of the questions are done, and they're all garbage. And the answer you get is complete garbage. It's worth zero, and that's it. That's it. It's worth zero. So if you get unlucky and you mess up just one step in the 10-step problem that you have to solve for, 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 for question one, because these math questions, they're not simple. It's not one plus one. It's engineering. There's multiple steps involved. It's a whole process. One of those steps gets messed up. The question's done. You're going to get a garbage result. And then that garbage result gets fed into the next question. And the next four questions, here's the thing. You could do them perfectly, but because garbage came in, garbage comes out zero. And suddenly you did maybe 90% of the work right, but you failed. You failed the whole course. What? Why? <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And this is what I need to get off my chest. I just, I disagree so hard with this system but I'm so powerless to do anything about it. I guess the only power I have is to quit, but then, fuck, that brings so many other consequences to it. It's tough. It's tough. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm going through. I'm letting it out. Hopefully you guys can hear me out. Maybe one day I'll have the power to change it. <laughs>